Okay, we are recording. This is another episode of Out Now Nights. Nights. Recorded at night. As I think we always do. <laughs> yeah, that tends to be the reason. That's... Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. This is it fits out... with the theme of the of the name of the show. Yeah, this is Out Now Nights 27. 27. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we, were, we were like busting these out a little bit more often, <laughs> like... Back like May was the last time we did one of these. That that was almost a, half a year ago. Yeah, which a night's episode. We've done plenty of bonus episodes. Nice. Yeah, thank you. But like, yeah, because we had like we talked Doctor Strange, we talked like Bat the Batman, mm-hmm. we, like we talked we like we were having more frequent nights episodes. Nights. Um, but uh, regardless, we are here to talk. We're we're here to, to for a nights episode. Um, nights. And uh, this week for okay, this. Pause. This night's episode, <laughs> um, we're gonna talk uh, Zach Kreger's Barbarian. Oh, buddy! Full spoilers. Yeah, I'll say it right yeah. up front right now before we delve too far in and realize that we didn't mention it up front. Uh, yeah, we figure if we're gonna talk about Barbarian on a night's episode, nice. uh, might as well go deeper into it so we can have a fuller discussion. Yeah, uh, between Abe and I, uh, and that's that's what the. Uh, the plan is it's weird like i realized we started so i don't think i've said like the fact that like i'm aaron and you're abe like that's <laughs> i think that's a given <laughs> i would like to think so but it just it occurred to me that it didn't really happen we just kind of like went in i think that we generally just jump in on these nights episodes nights i guess <laughs> i guess <laughs> just thinking yeah. about it right now yeah we're talking about barbarian there's, there's like fewer formalities on this episode on these episodes and, yes. and and they're always like a little bit later at night so we're a little bit like worked up from the day uh, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, your energy is low and then you get a surge because you're just talking about a movie that you that you really want to talk about. Well, yeah, we are going to talk about a movie that I think we both really want to talk about, which yeah. is Barbarian. It debuted this past weekend, hit number one, um, made a whopping ten million dollars. Um, not bad. Not bad for a movie like yeah. this um, coming into the old box office with with. I mean, I think what helped was the buzz. Um, the buzz mm-hmm. of this movie, strong reviews, as well as the notion that it really helps to go in completely blind. Yeah, um, I'd argue the trailer for this movie uh, does a pretty good job of laying out a very basic setup without yeah. giving anything. I mean, it literally doesn't give anything away at all because it, I'd say so. it stops before anything happens. Um, yeah. It just gives you a basic setup. But I, I do think that the kind of the emphasis on, you know, you guys got to see this movie and don't know anything about it. I do think that worked in the film's favor as far as presenting it as some kind of like mystery to be solved. Yeah. But, um, well, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's let's get into Barbarian. Yeah. This is four seven six Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Why don't you come inside, and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. Okay, so that should have been so the trailer for Barbarian. 
The I'm going to read the INDB description because okay. it's very short and succinct, and then we can get into some general thoughts before we get into some more deeper discussion. Yeah. Uh, but the the basic description is: a woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Pretty simple premise. <laughs> pretty simple premise, yeah. to say the least. It's exactly what you saw in the trailer and what you probably just heard right now. I'll go a step further by saying that there's someone else that's already staying at this Airbnb, and yeah. apparently they've been double booked. Why is that the case? Who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, we should get into it then. <laughs> yeah. So, Abe, I want to hear some some uh, initial thoughts here. What did you think of Barbarian? Yeah, I um, I mean, this movie is capital N nuts, and I I don't know if I loved it the way that I loved uh, Malignant, the way that it just goes off the rails and and uh, and had me rolling in my seat by the time that the movie is done. This movie is very very entertaining. Like it is, it has thrills and it has spooktacular, spooktacular fun. Go on. But at the same time, I'm also just like, <laughs> this is this is a crazy way to take this. I mean, there are some smash cuts in this movie that I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? I I don't know what's happening. I'm should I be scared right now? Even though it's just Justin Long driving down PCH. But at the same time, I also uh, I also get a lot of like icky feelings, uh, icky feelings from how barbaric uh, humans are and how bar- how barbaric like the third act of this movie can be, and that that it it actually is very unnerving at that point when you're uh, sort of like in this flashback sequence. But generally, I thought this movie was nuts. It's a it's a romping good time. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I, I hope that people see it with theater, uh, with like a fairly packed theater, because it's, even though I sat next to, I sat next to a group of teenagers, like five or six teenagers, kind of like on a triple date, and then I sat next to like a group of uh like adults, like in 20s, 30s adults. I, I like to think that they're separated by just you in the middle of all of them, and you're wearing your hat backwards, uh, you know, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> 30 rock style just like hello (laughs) fellow kids it's me i was in the middle of these two groups it was almost like a jets and sharks situation yeah 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 now you're you're the uh you're the um the mc trying to keep the peace between them still with the hat backwards of course with the hat backwards because it's because you're because you're also doing sports talk with abe yeah exactly and it was really even though they were chatting throughout it was great i mean it's it's (laughs) annoying in terms of like if it wasn't on topic then it would be annoying. Fair. It's like, oh, do you want okay. some like M and M's and popcorn? But no, they were just saying like, "Bitch, get the fuck out!" <laughs> or, or they were saying like, "I can't." Like the the teenagers were more silent because they were just uh, sort of like frozen in their seats. But oh, it I was gotta buy good... this. This sounds good to me. Then I like this again. Yeah, exactly. It it was it was really a lot of like, <laughs> I would not be doing this. And I was like, exactly. This is exactly how the filmmaker wants you to feel. So, um, it was fun to see that stuff and uh, or hear that stuff, but. Generally, yeah, it's it's capital N nuts and very fun. Aaron, what did you think? Sucked. Uh, wow. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I... <laughs> <laughs> End podcast. Um, no, I had a really great time watching this movie. I did watch it with a packed audience, um, and it screener uh, or uh... it was a screening, but it was like a it was like a fan screen, not like it, it was it it was like a press screening, but it was also like a there was press there, but there was also like a um. I think it was Collider put it together. They, yeah. they they had they had like a um, you know be the first to see Barbarian yeah. kind of thing going on. So it was a mix of just you know average people right. along along with critics, 
uh, in the audience. Um, but regardless, yes, it was a pack. It doesn't make really a difference if I'm in a pack screening. Uh, critics tend to have the same sort of reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it, it was a packed audience regardless. Um, and it does work in the sense of you get that kind of vibe as far as crazy things are happening and that's going to elicit a lot of different kinds of reactions and emotions or what have you mm-hmm. um regardless of all that it's just it is a, a romp of a movie <laughs> like it's a rollicking good time it is um quite funny um what it you know needs to be uh we should know that director zach Kreger is mainly from the comedy world he's yeah. like the founders of the whitest kids you know sketch right. group yeah um, among other kind of comedic ventures this is horror debut um but with that said, uh, the movie also, I would say, is quite scary uh, when it needs yeah. to be. Like, it delivers on having, a, you know, more than just jump scares. It has actual, like, frightening things taking place based off of just a proper use of setup and delivery, uh, right. which I can always appreciate. Um, we'll talk more about the various elements of this film, but I do think the uh, the performances are where they need to be. Um, the tone... I think because I've already mentioned comedy and horror, I think it knows how to balance its elements well, which tends to work in the for comedic filmmakers. I think that because it's there's a lot of same same lines you have to walk as far as setting up something and delivering a punchline. Yeah, um, and I think that's I've got very, more on that later. And there's I think there's very much present here. Uh, there's also just a lot of creative filmmaking taking place, which mm-hmm. is something I like I'm familiar enough with Kreger as in a kind of comedic sense, but like, I, you know, I don't know what to expect as far as a horror movie that I already know nothing about, let alone coming from a person that's, you know, not done this kind of thing before, but I was, mm-hmm. I was impressed with the kind of visual filmmaking taking place. There's plays of aspect ratios. There's some uh, interesting color palette choices that make a difference uh, throughout the film. There's a, there's a lot of energy that calls to mind certain filmmakers that we can get to when we talk more about spoilers, but I was, mm-hmm. I was just, I think it's a well-made film in addition to being one that's, you know, feels like a ride as far as the kind of, you know, twists and turns it takes you down. Uh, so no, I, I was a big fan of Barbarian. Yeah. I, I do. I am happy that it, you know, made money yeah. <laughs> this weekend because it's it's a movie that deserves to be uh, given a look in a theater when, while you have the opportunity to. Yeah, I am glad that it also made money. I also uh, would not be mad if word of mouth kind of caught it later and it becomes cult status you know what i mean um i mean yeah, you know it's not making ducats of money so it right. pretty much will become like this kind of cult favorite i'm sure but yeah, yeah i know what you're saying as far as yeah it initially got it, a, a chance yeah exactly <laughs> it initially got a chance and and i wouldn't be mad or i i would hope that it goes on to have additional shelf life um even after it leaves theaters because people are just like you want to watch something crazy mm-hmm. um, you know hopefully it's not like some weird snuff movie that this guy filmed himself, but you know, it's barbarian or, you know, again, in the vein of malignant or, or whatever have you. But um, Aaron, uh, you mentioned something around the, the, um, the way that it looks and whatever else. I also had notes like that. I, I literally wrote down incredible camera work. Um, what I mean by that is there's actually really good. Uh, there's really good. Um, tight, confined camera work when she's in the tunnel, when when uh, Georgina Campbell, our, our heroine protagonist, is in the tunnel. And then there's also, like, really, really good, like, 1980s camera work. And I was reading a Hollywood Reporter article uh, with Zach Krieger, and he's just like, we just, we had it, like, on a Steadicam. He wanted to do a different kind of camera setup, but we had it on a Steadicam with a 12-millimeter lens, which is, like, super wide. And I was like, that's that makes it very unique, you know? So there's different things that he's trying out within this singular movie and that actually makes it very interesting to look at 
for sure like uh, you know as i rightfully mentioned already too it's like it 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 plays with you as far as how it's presenting to you a kind of a certain sort form of tension in certain scenes yeah. uh and then it it has a there are choices made to get we're dancing around stuff there are choices no, we made should to just kind go of, straight in at there i will do that next there, there are choices made to kind of uh, you know, throw you off as far as where you where you think the perspective's gonna stay, and yeah, then yeah. it you know then it switches that up very dramatically in very key instances. Yeah, um, in ways that I can only imagine, uh, Craiger just relishing the opportunity to like watch an audience you know just react to the way the a film abruptly shifts gears, um, <laughs> and then finds ways to you know climb back to what those things are. It's right. I think it's quite effective in in doing that. It's really um, clever the way he does it. I loved the way that he sort of described it again in this article, just saying, I wrote this thing. It was probably just going to be like a short, like a, he, he just wrote the first act of this movie, essentially. Um, and he was like, I, it's probably just going to be a four to five minute short. I kind of put it away and then I kept on writing it. Um, and it just uh, elicited more of this horror narrative, which you kind of see play out. But yeah, let's let's dive into this. We're, we're dancing along and speaking generally, but let's dance into, let's just dive right into what happens here. You want to set uh, it up? Yeah, sure. So yeah, anybody that's still looking to see Barbarian and going in without, you know, having too much of a, an idea of what exactly is happening, this would be the time to press pause, put the, you know, put the MP3 player slash phone in your pocket, <laughs> um, walk into the theater, say one for Barbarian, please. And they'll be like, why'd you why say, it like, say that? it like that? And they'll be like, I just really excited. And this is what I talk about. Oh, excited. okay. Then they give you a ticket and they're like, thank you. And they're like, you're going to pay for that. It's like, why'd you give me the ticket first? So long, sucker. And then you're walking to the theater. What is this? Uh, <laughs> this is the most Looney Tunes. This is the most Looney Tunes theater I've ever heard. <laughs> Why'd you give me the ticket? <laughs> He's having a conversation with this kid that's working for hourly wages. <laughs> so, now you're, so now you're seeing, now you're seeing, now you're seeing Barbarian <laughs> and you have your phone in your pocket that still press this podcast on pause. So while you're, you know, instead of watching Newbie or whatever, you can listen to this <laughs> you, can, you can listen to this part of the podcast where we're rambling on about all the things you, that you're supposed to do in the meantime. I'd love to, I'd love to have uh, this expansion of this particular scenario where <laughs> the moviegoer just turns around and all of a sudden he's like in this decrepit movie movie mm. uh, theater exactly like, yeah there's there was no it's, it's a shining type moment it's it like, was just this there was no time. yeah that's why no, he has a ticket yeah exactly yeah. 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 Like, it all adds up it was in his mind <laughs> um okay so now at this point you've pressed pause once i've done with this whole preamble <laughs> you've seen the movie you're getting out of the movie theater and now you're like well i gotta listen to the end of that podcast exactly <laughs> so now, what, did they, what did aaron and abe say about yeah, this yeah so now proceed on because we're gonna get into spoilers <laughs> Right, barbarian. Yeah, that's how you set that part up. Now Perfect. I can keep talking about the movie. Um, <laughs> so first act. Okay, so yeah, so we get the whole Airbnb set up uh, with uh, Georgina Played Campbell. in the trailer. Yeah, with Georgina Campbell and Bill Skarsgård, and it's you know it it plays not like a rom com necessarily, but it certainly like wants to evoke a certain like isn't this isn't this silly the way these two are meeting despite like the genuine like threat that you see that you feel like is constantly present underneath. Right. Um, skipping ahead, 
there's a secret there's a secret basement under this house <laughs> we is. don't know yeah, why yeah. we don't know yeah, yeah we don't know that it's there yet but yeah we don't know there yet but i'm skipping ahead so they find yeah. the, you know eventually a secret basement's found when i say secret i mean like there's a weird rope that opens a door into the basement that very it, elaborate and at first it goes into like a tiny room that like looks like well this looks horrible and yeah. then it's like what there's even more and there's another door and it goes even further down and it's like you can't not laugh at something like that because it's like okay the yeah. movie's fucking with you when it's like here's an even deeper <laughs> an yeah. even deeper cave that we have here right um and then like crazy thing number one happens where like these people have already wandered into this whole situation i don't we don't need to go into, you know presumably you've seen this movie we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. um so like the, the the when they want you know when first like scar you know pennywise wanders down in there and then you know tess is up at the top she says nope that one time, which is hilarious. Yeah. Well, well um, hold on. Let me back up for a second sure. here. Okay. What I what I really like about this first initial setup here is it, it's it plays on a lot of your I've seen this before type mentality mm-hmm. where protagonist woman, dark middle of the night, shows up. Her, her Airbnb has been double booked. She asks all the right questions, which I really dug. She's like, who are you? Why are you here? Do you mind if I see your reservation? Tell me the reservation number. Zach writes this in such a way that's like, this is really like uh, smart writing. And she does all the right things. She takes a photo of his license. Uh, and then she's like, okay, well, you know, I don't really have anywhere to go, but he's also doing all, like Bill Skarsgård is doing all of these what you would think is he's setting off red flags. Every yeah, step of the a way, ton he's of, red off a of red flags. Yeah, and but he's also playing it really nice. And like what you said earlier, it turns into like a rom com. But he's setting off all these red flags, and I was like, everybody was like, "Don't drink the tea," because he he he's like, "Let me make you some tea." There's this bottle of wine, and they go into like a one minute dialogue about this bottle of wine and why. He didn't want to open it without her being yeah. present. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is really scary. Like, this guy's giving me a lot of, like, weirdo vibe. And I can't explain it. And I, I love just the way that they set that up and the way that it plays out. Um, and then and then go ahead. Well, here, so here's the thing. Like, you're saying all this about Scar. I like, you know, bless him. It's not his fault, but he has that look. I mean, it's <laughs> yes. hard to, like, you can't. Like... He has an iconic serial killer eye look he has a like he because he has a unique face yeah and the, he does. Just the way it's shaped including like his mouth because he has those lips that made He's, pennywise work like it's right just, it's like a something very specific about him where you if you heard those words come out of a different type and obviously it's you know shallow judgments being made yeah. but i mean it's i i don't think the you know i think Craiger and scars i think they know what they're doing as far as you know what he what he can what he's making himself appear as yeah and what good intention could be coming through from his perspective doesn't come through from our perspective as the audience and only kind of half comes through from tess's perspective right um but yeah the movie is very much playing off of this it's playing off 100 off of knowing that there's clearly like bad vibes coming from this it does it so (laughs) effectively uh, in such a way that again it plays off of of uh, I've seen this before you know I, I know where this is going and he's gonna be like this weirdo killer guy. What I love about it too is that you know you mentioned that his physicality, mm-hmm. like the, the way his face looks, just he's like six five. Yeah, he's also so, uh, he's so also he comes, huge. <laughs> yeah, like if you notice this, like when he turns on the lights, he's still behind the door, hasn't opened yet, 
his head is like at the top of the door frame already in the shadows. Yeah. And then he opens the door and then it's like, it's Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise the clown, mm-hmm. saying like, who are you? Uh, what are you doing here? Um, and it's it's pretty great. But no, so- he... he he certainly uh, Zach certainly goes through a lot of painstaking effort. It's clear that he had this again, this particular scene that he's worked on for for a couple of years. Well, this is yeah, this is where he started with all. Yeah, this, this is where he started. And yeah. I love all the details here, you know, but even before she goes down in the basement, I love that she's looking for things like there is a toothbrush here. There is like, a you know, a, a bathroom kit. You know, it looks like this guy is traveling here. And I loved that it plays with you as an audience member just like he probably kidnapped he probably murdered somebody before yeah and he's just there now you know what i mean and it's it's really fun it is and it, i mean it, it got to the point where i'm like well obviously this guy can't be bad because it makes it seems it's so obvious but then again it's like well fascinating does the movie, but, the, but but then i'm thinking like oh wait does the movie know that i'm gonna think that it seems too obvious exactly. and then make him bad anyway like <laughs> I had a question for you later, which is like, what did you think was happening in this first act? So, uh, but you kind of just answered it there. It's like, there's just well, that, so yeah, much that's that where, went through my that's mind. That's where my head was. It's like, you know, is it yeah. either going to be like a, a one mislead or a double mislead? Um, right. And it, you know, it ends up being the former, but it's still it, like it holds that back for a good long while. Because once you get so once you get to that basement, oh, yeah. boy, like we, we already know, like this is bad news like there's already right. se- secret door not good not uh, great no lights not good yeah random random room down a hallway featuring a tiny bed in a you know saw like room yeah no thank VHS you. camera like one little bucket you know that it's probably presumed to be like like uh, a kill room slash like sex dungeon something it's not yeah. great yeah. yeah so like oh this is like i i'm out of this place like the right. fact that she yeah. goes this far the movie does, the movie has a lot of fun playing with how much leeway you want to give these characters as far as where they're exploring. And then it, then it even goes to crazy extremes once you get to Justin along. But so like once you, you know, once they find second dungeon, (laughs) we'll go even further downstairs. Like I'm, I'm out. I'm in the car. You were out. Oh, okay. I'm I'm back at the airport. (laughs) I've, I've left so quickly. Yeah. Um, What's great is like, she actually wants to do that. Yeah. She she gets locked in the closet or she gets locked in the basement because she's looking for additional toilet paper. And then she's like, no, we have to leave right now because Skarsgård shows up and you're like, he's a part of it. What are you doing? Telling him everything. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Let me just go down and check it out. You just stay here. Like, I I don't know what you're saying right now. I just have to go check it out for myself. I love that part because, again, it's still playing on this guy. He knows what the jig is. He's the one that's, you know, he's he's the uh, the mastermind behind it. All of a sudden you hear, yes, I I see the room. And then his voice gets really distant, and you're like, that seems like it's too far, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now we're like this. T- Backing up. Sorry. I, I also like the use of this house is very clever, and the neighborhood's very clever. Right. Uh, for one, and for one should, thing, yeah, from, we should, from, we should from talk about the neighborhood. For sure. From a behind the scenes standpoint, this was filmed entirely in Bulgaria, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like, just like the the front like you know they built like the sure, uh, front facade the, yeah exactly of, of this area but like the idea is that they're in michigan like outside detroit in, like a bad neighborhood mm-hmm. but when you're first introduced to the house all you see is the house you don't see the yeah. rest of the neighborhood but they hint at like 
oh, this is a bad place to be. And you're like, why would it be that? Every house presumably looks like the one that we're staying in. Right. But so then when you get to like the first daytime sequence before they go down to the secret basement, you realize it's like the worst looking neighborhood yeah. possible. It's, it's terrible. It's looks basically like... like all of the terrible rundown neighborhoods in Detroit, which is very sad. That's a note that I had too. It certainly evokes um, Don't Breathe, right? Mm-hmm. Which is also set in Detroit. And like we know, like they learn that like the hotels are all booked because there's like a, a doc, like a doctor's convention. I believe yeah. they said something like that. That's at what the, he said. Yeah. At the same time, though, it's like girls should have been like looking at the the ratings for the like <laughs> for this A and like look at the Google Maps on this A B and B to see yeah. around, like around the like how terrible this area looked. Like this, this needed some research. Like this I was, was I, when when they were discussing about where uh, things were in the time of night, I was like uh man you gotta get out of here you gotta like drive 30 minutes to the next city over or something like that it, it's not that far you'll find something it's gonna be okay but here we are just with with uh our our fellow scars guard just you know charming her up to up the wazoo and it, it's, it becomes really fun it's tricky right because they yeah. play they gave her like all the reasons not like that she can't leave 100 there's no hotel it's very yeah. late it's storming outside she he's giving age. all the excuses too and you're like she has an interview in the morning it's like right. well what yeah. else can you do? I guess. Right. Like, yeah. What else can you do? But at the same time, you know, the charm factor kicks in too. Cause again, Zach Krieger, a funny guy, but mm-hmm. um, uh, what I really enjoyed about it too is, is he starts to make our protagonist character, Georgina Campbell, um, who plays Tess. Tess. Uh, I love that he makes her lower her defenses naturally which is, hey, I'm here. Why are you here? You know, they start having a discussion through the middle of the night because uh, of a conceit that she likes to have clean sheets, uh, which makes sense, right? You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to be sleeping on some stranger's uh, stuff, especially sure. at an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. But I love that that's where the conceit comes in. I'm just like, well, I'll start lowering my guard, but you start finding things out. And they're like, a killer would be asking all these questions and then like playing to your, playing to your, um, to your weaknesses, just like Skarsgård's doing, and it becomes really creepy, uh, but tense. And, and then all of a sudden, it's just like morning. And to your point, she walks outside, and she's like, "This is the worst neighborhood I've ever been in." Yeah, it's awful. Uh, okay, so getting back to the secret, yes. the set, the second layer dungeon uh, is taking place here. Like, yeah, it's our, you know, it's obviously very tense at this point as she's like traveling, you know, down this labyrinth, right. And then we finally, like, we finally get back to Bill Skarsgård, who, like, comes out of the darkness, yeah. bleeding, like, you know, being like, we got to get out of here, or whatever he's saying. Right, yeah, and, we got to get out of here. I've been bit, something bit me. Something bit me, yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, where is this going? And the movie yeah. immediately answers that question by having some kind of, like, crazy figure come out of the darkness and just yeah. attack them and, like, completely brains Skarsgård by slamming his face <laughs> into the wall 17 times. Exactly. Yeah. And then we it, cut then we cut out. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it it just immediately smash cut. Smash cut. Sunny bright day. Sunny bright day, Justin Long, you know, America's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> singing in a convertible, in a convertible. Uh, yeah, like, you know just like on top of the world and then he gets a phone call from his agent you know i i don't know if i haven't seen just long in a while like in a new thing because he's certainly like he he works like he's doing stuff yeah but god is he good at this like he's he just is. he, he yeah. really makes this stuff work especially given that his character turns out to be like a horrible person like yes, it's yeah. it's it's amazing how funny he can be I, like I, I don't necessarily think he's like underrated 
because uh, right. I do think he's properly rated as far as being like effective in these kind of things. But it's just nice to see him like in a role like this again. Yeah. <laughs> like, so... I think I think he's so good at playing regular everyday Joe characters. Mm-hmm. But I love that Zach was just like everyone sees him as this. But what if he was also a dipshit asshole? And I was like, that's that's a clever move by you just casting Justin Long saying like, hey man, I wanna I wanna evoke your sweetness. But underneath, you're you're kind of like an asshole. Uh, you actually you're not kind of you are an asshole underneath, and yeah. that's that's what's a really fun like twist on on that character. So what you like? What you like make of like this whole segment here? When you're you know you've just gotten out of one yeah. sticky situation, uh, to say the least. What like where what were you? What do you think of this kind of you know this next twenty minutes where we're dealing yeah. with this? That's a good question. I want to hear your answer too. Uh, so you know again the tension is building up. It's ratcheting up, and the whole time I'm thinking to myself. Bill Skarsgård's trying to play you, Tess. Like, you got to get out of here. Um, and she's going down. And this is what I was talking about earlier with the camera work. It's really fun that it's, uh, you know how you were mentioning in Nope, where they're being sucked up into the, the ship, and it's like just this vertical line kind of thing on the on the screen? Sure. I really dig that this is just, it. the light is only coming from her iPhone because it's so dark. And you're kind of really just seeing what she's seeing. So it makes it doubly scary from a filmmaking standpoint of just you that's the light source. And if she if she turns it to see herself, like to illuminate herself, then the camera also turns. So we as an audience, we are not seeing what's in front of her, which makes it like very tense to watch. Mm -hmm. But as you're going through this or as I'm going through this, it was really fascinating just to be like, I don't like this because there's more murder dungeon artifacts within this uh within this like uh cavern and all of a sudden like when he shows up i was like oh he actually is really hurt and i was not sure what to think and then to your point like this giant you know naked person with long hair just like bashes his brains and i was like i guess i must be at a pre part of the movie now you know when it smash cuts to justin long because it's like i didn't know that justin long was here i don't know why he's here but this must be like a, the first kill or whatever because he's on the poster you see his name on the poster so i wasn't sure what to think but i was also just like well i'll just go along with it because this this must be something that has to do with um uh how this person got down there you know this weird creature got down there or whatever whatever but i i was just like this has got to be something that's like in the past or um got to explain to me something else that's going on here. What did, what did you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> in terms of if you're talking about just like the I was asking more about just this whole just along section, which was oh, I guess we'll oh the, the entire just along section. Yeah, but in, ter- in terms of like go the, ahead for the first part, yeah, but in terms of like the, in terms of like the transition, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I it, it it appropriately threw me off. Uh, yeah. Like I was because I I was very much into the moment from a horror perspective, right? Uh, and then to have this very jarring shift, um, I, it's not jarring in a bad way, just a kind of unexpected way, which is entirely the design. Right. Uh, I was certainly a champion of it just because of what we get into and you know we're smart enough moviegoers to know it's going to have to like have some kind of understanding <laughs> we're going to have some kind of understanding as far as sure. why we have this yeah but, you know it, it was an interesting like it was an interesting way to be like okay so why are we here now like right. what's going on yeah. um so well, again, as far as like justin long's the second act of this movie here i thought it was fucking hilarious like there's a really good 
there's a lot of like weird physical comedy that's happening with Justin Long specifically. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that he is an asshole though. Like what you hear from his agent, or we hear from his accountant, you're just like, um, you know, this guy clearly is in the wrong. And then you know he actually explains it himself. But what I what I dug about this entire sequence uh, of Justin Long, uh, sort of like with the the back channel stuff, is that it plays to the audience of we know that there's a horror house right now, and he's entered the horror house. But he's like so caught up with himself and his his own stuff that he doesn't <laughs> realize all the horrors around him. So it kind of plays us this weird comedy, uh, a, probably a comedy of errors to some degree. But there's still a ton of tension, which I wasn't really able to reconcile within myself as I was watching this movie. Because again, you you he freely he sees the 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 secret door open, you know. Uh, not not the basement so, so, door. To, to, just to, just to explain it a bit, I because yeah. it's because he plays it like to 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 sum up what Justin Long is. He's an actor who gets canceled, um, yes. instantly. Rightly so. <laughs> Rightly so. Rightly so. But even then, like we still like, not that like it's impossible to like you know have some kind of like ultimate say like right away or whatever. But like it does present you as like, well, because it's Justin Long, so you're like. Wait, so what happened exactly? Yes, yeah, you, that's I love you, that subversion. And so you kind of like at first you're getting like a okay, so it, like something happened. Is it he said, she said, like what's going on? And it's like okay, and then you get a there's a there's a big point where he interacts with a friend and you're like, okay, so this is what this guy's all about. Yeah, like there's no there's is... no there's no question that he's actually guilty of right. whatever he's done. And he, he's been rightfully fired from his own TV show that he was very excited about. Right. Yeah, he's like and... on the precipice of like making it in Hollywood and then he gets me too. Um... So but like it so then you you eventually get to yes, yeah, so he has to like sell off he has to sell off assets to make yeah make do for like whatever like legal fees he has to incur. Right. Uh and which leads to this discussion of property in Detroit, right? Right. So that's how he that's how he connected back to where we're going. Right. Yeah. And, and then, that was really clever of him mm-hmm. too. Which is like this guy's from Detroit. So and so that now he starts like adding up the you know the the square footage of the house and, and discovers the, the basement <laughs> and keeps measuring it with this tape measure as if like like all the even before that though this movie has maybe like the funniest google search of all time what he, he can, can you add square footage like as a as a tax spread up or something like that like uh, add add uh, add uh, hidden rooms and something like like it's just like it's such a specific like google phrase he puts in there uh that's really funny I, but i also love that he they they show him reading the answer to yeah you, like no it's the, it's, it's the not greatest. if it's not inhabited then you cannot add it as additional script but it's, to a, it's a hilarious google like cutaway google search that he yeah. does <laughs> right it, it's actually like the entire sequence of it is again slapsticky fun because you're just like this guy's in a murder house he goes downstairs like Oh shit! There's oh, no room yeah. here. It's great. It's great comedic tension because yeah. it keeps like building up and building up as far as he's measuring more and more. Right. Yeah. And then like, he finally it, like hears a noise and it's like yeah. okay now we're back into horror mode. But and- it's it's so hilarious that he like goes down into the first room, which is just the room with the video camera, and he sees the bloody handprint on the wall. And he's like, "Let me get the tape measure." Yeah. <laughs> and everybody in the audience is laughing, and they're just like, "But again, it's like this nervous laughter." Because we're not sure what's going to come around the corner. And as he's going downstairs, he again sees all these like kennels and cages. And he just keeps measuring away. He passes by an additional room 
which just has blankets on the ground and a tape playing of uh, a newborn mother, how to nurse your baby. And he's kind of weirded out. Right. Like, but at that point, that's where you're just like, okay, we're back. Um, like w- everybody is all on the same page. Like we're fully back into what the heck is happening here. And the same stuff that happens to to Tess and and uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård in terms of like a chase sequence happens again, and it's tight again, right? Um, which makes it very fun. But anyway, what, what did you think of this entire second sequence before we get into the the ultimate reveals? I mean, yeah, it just delivers on this kind of zany comedic. Set. You know, it reminded me. There's a film called not. Yeah, we're gonna you're gonna immediately jump. There's a film called The Signal, not the signal that we like mm-hmm. um, together. There's mm-hmm. another film that's also called The Signal um, that is it's a kind of a triptych film, but it's all one story where it's three directors that have made this one continuous tale about basically like uh, some kind of like weird uh, radio signal that turns okay. everyone crazy. And okay. the first like the first third of the movie is directed by one person and it's made to be like a paranoia thriller. But yeah. the second like the middle section of the movie is deliberately made to be comedic. And then the Here's third day. section goes, I believe the third section is like a surrealist uh, yeah. take on like where the, but it's all like one continuous story. It just has three different, like distinct acts. Uh, yeah. But that's, I'm not, I don't think that's entirely what we have here. This is more like a Wes Craven movie, if anything. This is like, this is, there's a lot of like Red Eye mm-hmm. or any number of Wes Craven movies, honestly, as far as kind of bait and switch, subversion, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, given like getting to Justin Long who yes I knew was in the movie but I didn't know like wait what capacity especially because you get to Bill Skarsgård and Crane and it's like okay so where are we in this story (laughs) this is only like 30 40 minutes in (laughs) yeah Um, but so yeah like you know getting to him and being you know seeing the comedy play or what have you it's like well this is certainly entertaining in its own way like watching Mm -hmm. this as we under- come to understand despicable character getting deeper and deeper into a crazy situation. Uh, and then like once, you know, once they mention like the property in Detroit stuff, or whatever, it's like, okay, my mind's working and doing moves now to like, try yes. to get us back to like what's going on exactly. And how this is all going to create. So I've just, you know, I've just continually compelled by what's taking place and just excited. <laughs> that's, that's my yeah. general, my general thought yeah. on, on this kind of what, what the other thing I also like about this, uh, the way that Zach wrote this movie. And again, with all these characters, all three of them are, are quote unquote leads of this movie. Um, are that they all ask the right questions? You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is you have just a long show up. It's his house. So he crawl, he calls the property managers. Like, has anybody been here? Cause there's all this stuff in here. And then he's like, it must just be, squatters and then he's he just continues going on his day which is the funny part but again he asks all these these additional questions uh or he checks <laughs> he checks everything in the luggages and i everybody left when he finds out the name of tess and then he tries a password on the laptop which is clearly not the password and he just throws the laptop away it's like what was that <laughs> yeah it just made everything <laughs> You thought you were going to guess this person's password. <laughs> and we were just like, what, what movie is this? But that was funny. But in any case, yeah, it, um, you know, you mentioned something earlier. It's like, yeah, I guess maybe I could have thought it was an anthology as well when it smash cuts to Justin Long, right? Yeah. Um, which like, you know, because we don't necessarily know if it's like years later or what. Right. We don't know what's going on. But, yeah. uh, no, well, I, anyway, uh-huh. he's in the, he's in the tunnel now. Okay. 
And I mean, we don't need to keep going over like exactly no. what happened beat yeah, by yeah. beat, but but in terms, so now we yeah we basically well we there's get, a huge reveal here. Um, which reveal? Does it's this... just more of like what this. Oh, okay, yeah. So like yeah, that basically is. we come we come to understand that there's this kind of <laughs> underground, um, deformed, older woman that's yeah that's abducting people that work that they you know that stay in this Airbnb um essentially raping them um in a in a way that's is she i didn't get that vibe but well, i'd love to hear i mean i don't know what other term you use for you know forced breastfeeding and oh, okay i yeah. mean like a, all right i mean it, it's essentially like because this creature comes from this other guy who very much was like abducting raping and murdering a terrible people. person yeah, yeah like this is one of the offspring um who who basically knows no better just wants to treat everything like their like her child right um that's which kind of makes it like like a quote-unquote sympathetic villain but it, yeah it, it, it puts it it puts it in the in the realm of yes these kind of yeah monsters that have a you know have you can be empathetic towards a misunderstood monster perhaps Mis- yes, yeah, yeah there you go uh but it, it amounts to like zach craig being like what's the most like craziest shit that i can yes. think of to to like to, to send this place to send this story next yeah um and so, so yeah like you have this you is have... revealed and it's just what did you think of this monster because uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not just like oh here's like one shot where you see it's a series of things in which yeah, she's trying to feed them milk. Yeah, you're, and then she you're, grabs you're, Justin Long and breastfeeds him. You're, like, you're, conne- you're connecting the dots as far as like how did this thing come to be or right. whatnot. And then the movie goes out of its way to give you this '80s flashback yeah. that's that's shot in like Technicolor in a way that's so jarring and if, and the and the aspect ratio like really shrinks down. It's like this is yeah. wild. Yeah. Um. So it, like in terms of what I'm thinking, it's like I <laughs> again I. I'm just along for this ride and I find it legit like tense uh, to yeah. see these now these two people that are stuck in this crazy scenario. And it, it's a matter of like, well, how are we getting out of this? What's the next step here? Yeah. What, what's the what's the solve uh, to all of this? Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, where my brain was going is like, I don't know if this is human, subhuman, whatever, because do you remember the descent where course. it's just like these weird people that live in the dark and... yeah like it's cave creatures yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they are like human they're they're essentially like human right uh, yeah it's just a, it's a it's this thing of you know if you have if you're deprived of sunlight right i mean you're, you're you develop you, other senses yeah right? you're you're not you're you're blind but yeah you, you don't have everything else going for you but and... what's weird about this one is like i was looking at this creature and i was like this is like a seven foot tall creature yeah with like like you know, really long, gross, disgusting hair, and has like superhuman strength because she can pull Justin Long out of like this pit, and you know, Tess has to like, you know, use a lot of energy to try and get out of this pit. So, what, is, like, what is this? That's I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm kind of scared of it, but at the same time, I'm just like, it's a woman, right? That's like the back of my head. I was like, it's a woman, right? So, very weird. But yes, and then it it smash gets again, right? Uh, yeah, this is to the. The, the 80s, the 80s yeah the you know? 80s flashback yeah. where you get um where you name? get a full understanding you get a full understanding that there's yeah there's basically like this serial killer uh that's out there okay. <laughs> um serial and, killer should the rapist yeah and he's and he's living in a time when all the houses looked like his but everyone's about to be moving out for 
reasons right uh, except for him and he, right. he stays <laughs> mm, yeah he, he certainly does richard brake yeah richard brake you've a, seen him from batman begins he's yeah, he's, he's joe, joe chill cool. yeah joe, joe chill joe, yeah, he's, he's, he's joe cool he's hanging out with woodstock <laughs> yeah. he's having a great time um yeah sorry my bad sorry <laughs> um but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the order of events at this point. Like, so we, we get this whole flashback, and then we, we get the get whole back. flashback. You see what he's up to. He's essentially, um, you see how he stalks victims, which is very unnerving. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts back into, um, uh, which call it, uh, the cave where Tess escapes, mm-hmm. and she she she's been there for a few days already, right? Yeah, we, yeah, it's like a couple so days. she she's yeah. like basically like you know her clothes are ripped. She's got like cuts in her on her hands and her mouth, and she's she does the right thing. She says, "I have to go help Justin Long," even though we as the audience know that he's a jerk asshole who deserves to be killed. She's like, "No, this creature has him, and I have to go help him." And what does she do? She goes into town. She actually meets like this transient guy, this homeless guy. Yeah, that, uh, he helps her get out. Like he, yeah. he so like she is, she escapes, gets out of the bit. There's that's it's just a great shot that happens. Well, yeah, I was like one of like the gets, most unnerving shots. She gets out. She gets out of the whole scenario, but like she, she can't just go up the stairs um, to get out of the basement. The door is locked because the door is locked. So she has to go out this window that leads to the side. Right. Uh, and, and like there's this yeah there's the transient man who tried to help her earlier right. uh, but she but she just thought he was a crazy person right uh, coming after him but so but but he helps her get out and then you get yeah you get this crazy shot of like the arms of the mother it's it, the, the thing yeah. is credited as the mother that are like coming out the window but then they reach back inside again and they then can't. they do this pull away shot and it's just her standing with like some sunlight and i was like this is a creepy shot yeah um but yeah that way so this this whole and we and this this plays all this stuff plays into like the you know the big themes about the movie as far yeah, as right. as far as kind of gender roles and yeah. the the way women are regarded. And I was gonna say like I wrote down blinking women. Yeah, yeah, because you get you get to the scenario where she's trying to like she can't get to town. She has to get to like a gas station or whatever, right? And right. She, she can't. She's she basically can't... like in this terrible outskirt suburb of Detroit. Yeah, but she does manage to call the cops and they come, but there's nothing to believe like there's nothing yeah. there. like they don't have a reason to accept any of what she's saying because to them she just looks like because she's in this part of michigan she, and she's been trapped for four days, five she, days she looks like she just looks like a junkie like yeah that's, and that's it's the... really tough to watch because um you know i think that there's a lot of themes in this movie but one of them definitely is like this believing women section the other part of it is this is what happens to cities that are decayed right there's just not enough of a police presence because Throughout this movie, you're just hearing uh, that there there's a different, a higher priority crime going on, so they can't go investigate and help this woman um, out. And even now, they they do drive her back to the house, but like what you said, they're just like, you do you even live here? Because if you don't, you can't break down the door. Um, and also, like we have to believe you anyway, uh, but now we have to go get called to a different crime scene. Yeah, and. So that sucks. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And now we have to go back into hell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, she does the this. right thing. She's just like, let me go and help this guy out. Um, so, yeah, we get this whole segment involving like just long dealing with his situation. Right. Uh, being stuck in this place. And he eventually finds old man Richard Drake now like yeah. in the back room. 
Um, and it's even hinted at like the transient man. He he notes like she's like she's not the most dangerous thing down there. And it's like, right. Oh, guy's still down here. Yeah, that um, actually made me a little bit unnerved because I was like, oh, I think I know what's happening here. Uh, and it gets wild there because it's like, okay, he's here and he's like, everything looks terrible up at this because he has like tapes, which are presumably like all the tapes of the horrible things he's done. Right. He's in this bed. He's he's like this withered 90 year old guy. He's like yeah. presumably dying from, you know, something at this point. Right. Um, and that, but like Justin Long is such a fucking like motor mouth that he can't like, he can't shut up for a second. And he's just like yeah. going around being like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Right. Uh, while the man is like, getting like a gun out you're like what's gonna happen here <laughs> right and then you're all of a sudden worried for justin long for whatever reason uh, <laughs> and what i love about it is like okay yes like justin like what i i also you know how again we talk about this a lot which is show don't tell um at this point we're just reading justin long's facial expressions we don't even see anything on these tapes but it's it seems to be so disturbing that even this asshole justin long is just like you're a terrible person as well mm-hmm. um and again yeah he pulls out this gun i'm scared because i'm like i don't know what's gonna happen here and i also don't know the gore effect that they have with gunshots in this movie <laughs> uh but you know what happens uh he shoots himself and it's like okay i didn't that coming i mean <laughs> yeah. that's the, so i guess he had enough he's like yeah um, I guess the jig is up. <laughs> so uh, justin long picks up the gun Mm-hmm. he's walking through and what i what i dig about this is that this is a great um like two different perspective shot right yeah so it's like tess is going down there to go save him nobody he doesn't know that tess is coming back to save him he's also trying to navigate out of this area i forget what happened to to mother where is she at this moment did he did something happen to did, did she, does fall he, the, does she did she fall in the pit or something i can't remember i'll, I'll have to like figure it out later but Try essentially he, there's so yeah, there's something yeah. like I mean because it's like a labyrinth down there. It so is, it's like yeah. so maybe maybe he just like escaped her her clutches. Um and then you see her flashlight or his flashlight, and then he shoots her, and everybody's like, Oh no. Yeah, and it's a it's a giant like, grown oh, no. moment because like, oh our, like our protagonist, she was doing the right thing. She came back to go save him, and here she is being shot, but you know, it's up the side, and Justin Long's just like, oh, um, I'm so sorry. Let me help you get out of here, because we have to get out of here. And then it's already, like, starting to turn dusk, and by the time they get out, oh, that's where Mother is. Mother came to go attack her, and she drove her into the wall with the car. Oh, okay, she had already yeah. fought the Mother, and now she's, that's why she would go back down there to begin that's with, right. would just yeah, go down unarmed. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. So we're, like, all over the place, essentially, but in any case, yeah, so they come back out. They go to meet the transient. I love this part of this movie because he gives a speech, and I was like, I know what's going to happen here. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> given this whole, uh, you know, everything's going to be, fun, you know, she only comes out at night. All Or she, like, yeah, she, like, she doesn't she come doesn't out She doesn't come back this way. She doesn't come this way at all. Yeah, and, all, and then, he, then the mother comes and, like, what, like rips his arm yeah. off, I think. Right? She like, rips his arm off graphically. She beats him to death with his own arm. But I love that he said, in 15 years of living here, she has never showed up. Yeah. The yeah. brick wall breaks down and it's mother. <laughs> and then they climb these stairs. And again, it's these two, our two heroes, you know, Justin Long and Georgina Campbell climbing these, the stairs to this water tower. 
they <laughs> the gun slips you know a lot of things happen they get up to the top they realize that mother is coming up justin long turns into asshole justin long and says i have to only save myself he says he, he she just wants you or something like that <laughs> like it's you that she wants right he throws her off the water tank everybody in the audience in my audience gasps because we're like this guy's an asshole and i can't believe that our hero is gonna die mother sees this jumps after her jumps after <laughs> tess because she cares because tess knows or tess has played along with her to be a, a you know a baby and then you see uh them just on the ground and mother... I mean, so presumably, like mother, mother caught Tess in time and then turned around. Right. So, so mother to, took the the, the impact of the of right. the fall. Um, so, so Tess, while not you know still a little worse for wears, is able to survive this scenario. Just, this is the best though. So Justin Long comes down the stairs. Yeah, and then, and he's like, I. Because at first he's like trying to be apologetic, even though there's nothing. Well, he thinks that they're both dead. Well, 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 not so he thinks they're both dead. Yeah, yeah. And, but then he's like, okay, she's alive. And he's like, okay, I, oh, you, 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 like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, I had to do it, right? right. Like, it, it, you know, it just it made sense. She was after you, and, and like, you kind of started falling, right? Like, that's what that's what got me. That, but he's yeah. when he tried to like act as if like he's, I didn't push you at all. You right. were kind of already going. I just kind of helped. Like, <laughs> I just kind of helped. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's making excuses for being for his bad behavior because he has like, hold on because that's right because um, Justin Long, he has a whole when he's on the water tower or like in that journey to the like the top of the thing mm-hmm. he started to make declarations like I'm going to be a better person right he started to yes, say like yeah. I'm going to I he starts you know owning up to the fact that he's made right. bad choices and he's even do though better. he's like not helping her he's like running like twenty feet ahead of her but even though he's still like <laughs> making these grand gest- just right. you know, statements yeah. that he's going to do better because they've and they've gotten out of this together kind of thing yeah. and then immediately once he gets right. to the top and he realizes the trap is like well she's I'm gonna get rid of her she's yeah. Gonna, like, yeah yeah <laughs> I gotta survive in this horror movie so here you go okay so so, it, so yeah. Tess so, so Tess he, he tries to like help her whatever um, but then, of course, mother is still alive. Mother wakes up, <laughs> grabs it, grabs a AJ, grabs that's his name, AJ, yeah, grabs AJ. AJ, picks him up by his haunches, <laughs> and proceeds to gouge his eyes out with her fingers. Graphically, <laughs> yeah, he mush literally like applesauce comes out of his eyeballs. They did yeah. a great job. Yeah, so he's dead. And <laughs> then what? So then he rips his head apart. Yeah, he rips the head apart. Yeah, that's right. He rips the head apart as well. Um, good stuff. So he's definitely yeah. dead. It's the kind of thing where it's such a you know it's a satisfying audience move. As Correct. far as like, well, this yeah. is the worst character in the movie, so let's get rid of him right. uh, terribly. And it's just long, so it's like, well, this is extra fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then you yeah then you then Tess is she's awake enough to be <laughs> for mother to like pick her up or whatever and try to bring her back. Tess gets yeah. the gun. Uh, uh, kind of a tender moment. It's a little bit of a tender moment because, yeah, it's like I get what you've, I get where what's happened here. Right. I know that you're not, you're not all there, but you're it, actually you're not, not like you're the not, bad person. You're not the core of you isn't necessarily evil. It's just right. you don't know any better. Yeah, uh, but I got to put you down, and so yeah. it's a it's a headshot smash cut to credits. <laughs> yes, smash cut barbarian. A little bit of a teaser because she's just walking back. Uh, you know, but hey, that's just like the the. The final girl walk, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, and what can I say? Crowd pleaser, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> it delivers. It, it 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 went in so many different directions, and I was again like happy, tense, excited, unnerved, grossed out, you know, infuriated at times, and then all of a sudden, like it's got this <laughs> really good ending. <laughs> so, I'd love to talk about some of the themes here. Um, again, I think from the I, I I'm sorry, not themes, but um, influences. You mentioned um, Craven earlier. I I sort of got some Raimi vibes too, like and the camera some... work for sure. Yeah, right? exactly. With the way that the camera is moving, um, and just the way that it kind of creates this like funny texture, um, of of uh horror comedy. But yeah, there certainly were a lot of like influences. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it it feels like this is a film coming from someone that's a fan of horror for sure. Yeah, um, and that you know that's 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 a lot of filmmakers because you know just in terms of like uh the technical notions of what it makes what it takes to make something like this that's it's very creative and that's you know inspires a lot of filmmakers as far as creativity goes that's why so many filmmakers start out in horror yeah, um, yeah. But, but uh yeah no it, it all it comes through in that regard for sure and i appreciate it it's not you know it's it, when it, you know when it's done well especially there's right. a lot to like about a film that knows how to play with audience expectation uh, while still feeling, you know, unique in its own way, still feeling yeah. surprising, still feeling, uh, you know, like like there's a lot of thought behind the choices being made and not just things that are done to surprise. Because this right. is really where, yes, there are surprising elements for sure. That's the part of the point. Right. But it all reflects on what it's going for to begin with, which deals a lot with you know the the kind of the the state we are in when it comes to the reckoning with how women uh, can be treated um and, yeah and, and what it wants to say about that um, what it wants to do about you know uh, you know toxic male behavior yeah whether and, and that kind of like whether it's fully conscious or even to some point some level like subconscious right yeah and again i i really dug that the movie's called barbarian Obviously, I think that you know the the street the street that the house is on is is Barbary Way, so that's probably just it. Uh, I don't know if you really could look into it. I don't think that that uh, Zach has said anything specifically. He specifically like he specifically not wanted to tell anybody why it's called yeah. Barbarian. He, it's, yeah. it's, you know if if that's what you feel it is, that's why. That's that's yeah, what, that's, exactly. that's, that's his answer. I mean, yeah, I think that he's also just said basically like I just needed a title and I I wrote Barbarian. Uh, but I I dig that there's like a lot of like what you're saying there. There's a lot of under the surface type of takeaways that you could take here which is like well what is a barbarian you know is it this guy who in the 80s was like this um this kidnapper murderer guy or is it some guy like justin long who was just like no i'm a nice guy and i i i just um reshape everything in my mind so that i'm the nice guy even though you are this huge asshole you know mm -hmm. um and that's what and then even like in the first part with, with bill skarsgård it's like well, we kind of all assume as audience members and maybe like a general audience that like, well, if this is going to happen, then this guy's a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like Bill Skarsgård is a bad guy and um, everyone's barbaric in, in their own right kind of thing. Or is it mother that's just super, super hugely barbaric? It's like, I guess you can interpret it a lot of different ways, but there's there's actually a lot of nuance in all these characters that have been written and the way that they are played out on the screen that makes it very fun to, again, like, um, subvert your expectations of what characters are and whether they are good or, or bad yeah for sure um at the same time it still you know gives you a a final girl um it mm -hmm. gives you georgina campbell's tests who i think is quite effective throughout the film um mm -hmm. you it's 
it could be a lot to kind of throw a role like this at somebody and ask them to be, you know, different degrees of scared and confident um, and somehow make that believable. But I do think this is a film that knows how to handle those things. It's smart right. enough to, you know, have the character question their situation, uh, but doesn't go too far overboard as, as, uh, as far as putting them into a scenario where they certainly have the option to get out, but choose not to like it as a, there's a way to make that not feel authentic enough. I do think this film manages to find the ways to, you know, you know, give you certainly in hindsight what you wouldn't do, but not necessarily yeah. in those situations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that I sort of thought about is like, I really dug that this movie has, I don't want to call them dead ends because they're not really dead ends, but I just want to say, uh, I guess other, uh, I'll use cul-de-sacs. Um, there's just like a lot of cul-de-sacs in this movie because at first I was uh, in that first act where Bill Skarsgården, uh, Georgina Campbell are, are having their discussion through the night. You know, his, his background is essentially that he's like, well, I'm this, I'm the starving artist that you're making documentary films about that are going back into these decrepit homes in Detroit and gentrifying them essentially. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if this is like a comment about um, who comes into these, you know, um, rundown neighborhoods and whether they're there for the right reasons uh, and cul-de-sac, right? Like you just drive back out and because it's not really about that. Um, and at one point I was also thinking to myself, um that uh, one of this goes into like one of my early fan theories was just like oh georgina tess the character tess is actually the the study of this new documentary that she's actually trying to be in <laughs> and keith is a part of it and so is the director and they're gonna like scare the hell out of her uh, and then i was like that actually would have been fun too but i actually really dug the way that it actually did play out which is uh, I think a little bit more fun and also covers a ton more bases uh, in terms of the horror elements. I, I mean, I think red herring is the kind of the area you're, you're dancing around there as far as, you know, it's it's putting its hand up and saying, look at me. But, you know, it's not really the case yeah. at all. Um, the good news is like it's a mild red herring if it if it was one right it, oh yeah because like you're obviously supposed to be more. on your toes as far as yeah. what to look for but you don't exactly know what to be looking for right um yeah. but it's effective nonetheless and yeah i mean it's setting up um the uh, scarsguard's character to be essentially perfect as a subject little or something more for tess as far as mm -hmm. what we learn about him and how connected he is to the world that she's trying to explore and that's mm -hmm. that's fun like it's fun to like see that and it does, again, play with expectation as far as, okay, so it's either all going to work out or he's clearly evil or the <laughs> yeah. movie, once again, knows you're going to think he's evil, makes you doubt that, and then he becomes evil, which I still think is pretty funny. But, you know, I've, I've, I have yeah. seen that before, so it's not it's not the most original thing, right. but it, it's still the kind of it's the it's it's the fact that the movie, I think, is genuinely trying to put that into your head, um, like as, yeah. you know, knowing that like any horror fan is going to recognize what we could be doing here. Um, right. So let's try to play up a bunch of different angles. And then it's like, fuck all that. We'll kill him off by this crazy yeah. thing that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> right. What what I really liked about it is that, um, you know, again, in horror movies, you see like the good guy opening the door for this girl. And then like all of a sudden things go awry. In actuality, he's actually just a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is, the, which is like, you know, your, your shields are up almost all the time. Even when she, he leaves a note, it says like, hey, um, I've got to go out, but I hope to see you again at night. And I was like, that's, but, you know, just leave the key where I can get it. And I was like, okay, well, something's going on here. But again, he just turns out to be like a good guy who gets murdered 
uh, by by mother, uh, which is it's it, he's a producer on the film. Um, and so it's actually probably fun for him just to be like, yeah, no, just have me in there and just kill me off. That's totally fine. It it really is like a just a fun thing of you know, then they and then she enters the cave, finds Bill Skarsgård, and yeah. it's like the writing process is like, and then like the craziest thing you could imagine comes out of the shadows, yeah. you know, period, next page. Like, what just happened? Right. Like, yeah. This is insane. Like, and I'm uh, sure that he probably was just like, I'm down. So <laughs> Um, I did want to mention that I um the the levels of horror. I'd love to to really just chat with you about that. Mm-hmm. I really love that you experience um what can be called suspense and thrills into real tension and like and then all of a sudden like redlining into disgusting like uh, levels of human actions. And this movie, again, it, it hits all these bases in a way that doesn't spend too much time with one of them, but gives you enough. And I, I really dug that. Like, that's why I think at the end of this, it's such a quote unquote pleasing movie um, is that it's able to take you on this really cool roller coaster ride. Um, but again, like that, that flashback in the 80s, you're just like, I don't like this. I, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like where this is going. Like I, I know who this guy is and you know, I, I know what happens later because you this is a flashback in the third sequence or in the third act. So you're just like, I don't, you know, again, it's it's actually really disgusting and gross. And um, I was creeped out by it and I was like, I don't like that he goes to visit somebody specifically, like it's one of his victims. So it's pretty awful. But prior to that, again, you have like funny horror things or you have like really good suspense uh, around like what's gonna ha- happen around the corner. Um, or what have you, or even like the the homeless guy, transient guy is like running up to her and she's running away, like a pretty classic trope, but it, it really is pretty effective just the way that he's able to balance all this stuff out. Yeah, I agree. I think the, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm a big horror fan. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's rare for me to be like, in a mo- in a mode where I'm like actively frightened of what's taking place, and that's not yeah. saying Barbarian's like the scariest movie I've seen in forever or whatever. No, but it is, I, but it, but it is a movie where it certainly wants to play with my expectations. Certainly wants to like raise my raise my heartbeat a little bit, and, and mm-hmm. I I appreciated that it was effective in getting me to that point based off of you know surprise turns and things that you know feel necessary for this movie to work and not just right. and not purely manipulative. Um, right. I, I very much appreciated that. Um, and it's just fun. Like what you're saying as far as it being, you know, essentially crowd pleasing is exactly right. Like, yes, it takes you down to some uncomfortable avenues because it's trying to, you know, play on certain fears and certain themes, but yeah. it's not doing that without purpose. And it's not doing it without balancing that out with things that are satisfying. Like, so mm-hmm. that's very helpful is that the film does end really strong uh as far as Good giving you, giving you essentially what you want you want just long to die you want the mother to be dealt with in some manner you want the heroine to win because that's how these movies should be working um mm-hmm. and it does those things it's funny because you know we talk about cinema score every now and then it's got a c plus cinema score wow. now with horror it, there's always there's always a curve with cinema score okay. horror especially requires said curve because horror gets graded pretty harshly mm-hmm. uh, c plus i'm not gonna say it. that's amazing it's not it's not the best but with a horror film like this i could understand it although yes it is a little surprising given the kind of 
upswing that you get towards the end of the movie, which makes me feel more of like what you're saying about being uncomfortable during that 80s section or what have you. Maybe that lingered a little bit too much for some of the audiences that were seeing this. And they're like, "Uh, (laughs) I feel pretty bad about things going on because that's. Yeah. It like the cinema score ratings are like there's a whole episode we could be ready to do about cinema score ratings as far as why people vote the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, regardless, I do think you know, a whole you know, an audience that's primed for a horror film, I think will get plenty out of this based off of you know, the thrill factor and the fun factor and the fact that it just it sets you up to. You know, a st- you know, the the takeaway is good ultimately as far as like where it goes. Like you get you get justice to some degree, right? Um, given all the things you have to you know go through to get there. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And um, justice in a horror sense, like it is far right. As I was gonna say go. like there's a lot of like closing roads. You know, I don't want to say closure, but there's a lot of like ends that are tied up right so for sure it sounds yeah. like mother runs out in the darkness and then like oh well is there part two you know or like i mean uh, never say never you know <laughs> yeah that's true yeah you never mother mother, never mother survived horror. a lot <laughs> yeah she certainly has and mother again we didn't, see, <laughs> we didn't see her shoot mother yeah. um and the other thing is also like well you know um uh which call it like uh for for test it's like well you know it's not as though we saw her like get to wherever she needed to get to. So what happens is her kind of like, no, there's you can extrapolate that it's a fairly like crisp ending, right? So um even though I love that uh there could be avenues for prequel sequels, but at the same time, like, yeah, as a one off standalone movie, not bad. Especially is this Zach's first directorial debut? Um, it's his first horror like he he and um actually I believe he and um it's for him and the, one of the other guys from the uh, the whitest kids you know. Uh-huh. Um, they made a movie. They made a movie that he because okay. he's co-director on it. Yeah, Miss Miss uh, March. Okay. But he made the, yeah. It's, oh, that's right. It, it's with uh, Trevor Moore who passed away. Um, oh, uh, back sorry. Back in um, like a year ago. Yeah, I remember okay. that was surprising. Um, because it was a uh, some kind of accident that took place. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, but yeah, they they yeah they made like a comedy movie way back and like over 10 years ago but as far but that's you know that's the one thing they did and even that he was like co-director on it this is the first like full like movie like horror like yeah full movie that these directed a little one that's branching out from you know his general thing which is comedy so right yeah okay so in any case like second full feature not bad yeah. Right. So uh, it, it's kind of tough to make these kind of movies, even if this is like pretty small. I think the budget was like 10 million or something. Oh, like that. So it's very it's very tough to get, you know, something like this done, let alone yeah. from a major studio. Like it is a Fox. movie. It's sorry. It's That's 20th, right. the 20th yeah. century studios distribution. Anyway, it's yeah, uh, Re- Regency right. is like the, the main producer slash Disney. But uh, yeah, exactly. I, to, yeah. yeah. To get that far. And uh, that's not easy to do. Right. Like that, that, that easy to do. That's that's being in the right place at the right time, having the right people involved. That's 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 what that's that's right. what that is. So so go see it, support it. For sure. I, I'd certainly say we you know would say see this in a theater. Um I would I would definitely ask people to go check this out in theater if you can. It's it's quite worthwhile. I think it's a lot of fun as far as horror movies go. Right. Um I would agree with you, like, yeah, maybe not the ball batshit craziness that malignant has to offer. Um yeah. But at, uh, by the end of *Malignant*, I was rooting for I was rooting for *Malignant* to go, uh, you know, go on like a kill streak. But 
but uh, I mean that police officer station, that police station sequence is just like the best chair throw. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, I think Barbarian very much delivers. Uh, I yeah, if you can see it in the theater, I hope that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. And if it comes out streaming during Halloween, check it out with your buddies. Uh, it's a nice feature. Um, feel free to talk throughout it as well. Obviously, on point stuff, but you know, it's a, it's a really fun like uh, group picture. All right, we've done it. We talked about Barbarian. We did it. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground here. That's uh, that's out on nights. Nights. Thank you for listening. <laughs> When I was a young man, I was led to believe there were organizations to kill my snakes for me. I.e. the church, I.e. the government, I.e. school. But when I got a little older, I learned how to kill myself.